This episode is about cellular respiration. So why do we need cellular respiration? So if glucose was directly converted into energy all at once, we would basically blow up because there's too much heat being released. So glucose has way too much energy for one reaction, so proteins need to be phosphorylated through ATP because there's no way to convert glucose into mechanical energy directly. So high energy electrons are taken from glucose, the energy is slowly released in different steps, the electrons and protons return to oxygen and make water, and ATP is made from the released energy. So now moving on to mitochondria structure, it's a double membrane organelle and the inner membrane is folded. So glycolysis happens in the cytoplasm, no-name step or pyruvate oxidation happens in the mitochondrial matrix, Krebs happens in the mitochondrial matrix, the electron transport chain happens in the inner mitochondrial membrane, and fermentation happens in the cytoplasm. So there are two ways to make ATP. Uh, one is oxidative phosphorylation, which is using the electron transport chain and chemiosmosis. And the second is substrate level phosphorylation, which is the enzymatic transfer of phosphate onto a molecule, usually ADP. All right, so now onto like all the reactions in cell respiration. It starts with glycolysis, which is anaerobic. And what's essentially happening here is that glucose is broken down into two, three carbon pyruvates. So this also makes two net um, ATP from substrate level phosphorylation. It makes two NADHs. There's like no CO2 involved in this at all. And its overall products are again, two pyruvates, two ATP and two NADHs. Um, after glycolysis, you go to, um, to the no-name step, which is uh, aerobic. And uh, here, pyruvate is moving into the mitochondrial matrix to be converted into acetate. So this happens by first um, decarboxylating the pyruvate, uh, removing its CO2, and then oxidizing it and putting those electrons and hydrogen onto NAD+. Um, the pyruvate has now become acetate, so it's gone from a three-carbon to a two-carbon. The acetate jo joins with the coenzyme, which forms acetyl-CoA. And uh, overall, this forms um, two NADHs, two CO2s, two acetyl-CoA. Um, yeah. Now moving on to the Krebs cycle, which is also aerobic. So the acetate made in the previous step is broken down into two CO2s, and six high-energy electrons and hydrogens are put onto the NAD NAD plus carriers, and two high-energy electrons and hydrogens are put onto um, an FAD plus uh, carrier. So essentially, three carriers are NAD plus, and one is FAD, and two electrons are put onto each of those carriers. So in the and two substrate level. ATP are made, one for each acetate. And the final products are 2CO2, 2ATP, 6NADH, and 2FADH2. Now moving on to the electron transport chain, which is also aerobic, the hydrogen from NADH is put onto the first carrier, and each carrier gets more progressively electronegative. And oxygen is the last carrier, and it turns into water with the addition of the hydrogen and electrons. And so three ATP is made per NADH and two ATP are made per FADH2 because uh, FADH uh, skips the first carrier. And so the final products is three, 34 ATP. All right, so next, um, why is oxygen necessary for CR? 
So it is the last carrier in the electron transport chain. And when it collects the E and the electron and the hydrogen, it forms water. And this makes it so the electron transport chain doesn't get jammed up and just block up the entire um, process of cell respiration in general. So you might be wondering, why doesn't O2 just take the electrons off of NADH instead of um, going all the way through the electron transport chain? And this is because uh, if that happened, we would literally blow up um, because of all the like heat energy being released. Um, you would melt, like denature even. All right. And then moving on to fermentation. So the purpose of fermentation is to replenish NAD plus uh, for glycolysis. So it's for anaerobic uh, cell respiration, and it's done in tandem with aerobic. So different enzymes are the reason for the different products in yeast and animal cells. So in yeast cells, pyruvate and NADH are broken down into alcohol, CO2, and NAD+. So everything except for NAD plus is a waste product because remember the whole purpose is to replenish NAD plus. So we take off the CO2 um, off the pyruvate because alcohol is a two carbon and then take the hydrogen and electron off of NADH to make NAD plus. And then that hydrogen gets added back onto the pyruvate which makes it alcohol. And in animal cells, pyruvate and NADH gets turned into lactic acid and NAD plus and everything except for NAD plus is again a waste product. And lactic acid causes that very brief burn felt during uh, exercise. And so anaerobic happens during high intensity activities. But um, you're getting oxygen to do aerobic, but because of the short swallow, uh, shallow panting and breathing, you're not getting enough to do solely aerobic. So that's when you start doing anaerobic as well. And that results in the production of lactic acid. So that burn in your muscles. Okay, so what are some practical applications of fermentation? Um, first of all, there's wine where you put yeast in an environment with just enough oxygen to like keep them alive without giving them um, enough to be able to do just uh, aerobic on its own. So they do anaerobic as well, which produces alcohol for the alcohol and uh, the grapes provide the sugar for cell respiration and you actually can't do fermentation with citrus fruit because their ac acidity will kill the enzymes in the yeast. Um, another example is bread, which is the same principle where the yeast is rising in the dough. Um, and when bread is baked, the alcohol present, uh, which is a byproduct from fermentation, is like cooked off and the CO2 also um, escapes the bread, which leaves the like uh, holes in the bread, like that makes it like fluffy. Um, and so we also can use fat for energy. So the 13 fatty acids are broken down and rearranged into acetate, and it goes directly into the Krebs cycle. Fatty acids can make way more acetates than glucose. So fats burn more energy and they're burned after glucose storage runs out. Um, and then using protein for energy is also another option, but this is the last resort because amino acids have very little CH bonds, but the amino acid groups can be clipped off and then the rest can be rearranged to enter glycolysis or the Krebs cycle. So moving on to the interdependence of CR and photosynthesis. So basically the reactants and products are um, the opposite. 
right. So next on to uh, the physiology of cell respiration. So um, cell membranes are impermeable to ATP. So ATP can't go from cell to cell. Each cell needs to make its own ATP. Um, and in the digestive system, its relation to cell respiration is obviously you eat stuff with sugar, you digest it all the way down to glucose, and that glucose diffuses into the blood and is carried away and is used like to burn to make the ATP. In the respiratory system, you breathe in oxygen, the oxygen goes into the little air sacs and diffuses into the blood to be carried away for cell respiration to be the final electron acceptor. In the circulatory system, blood carries oxygen and glucose um, to the cells and uh, the CO2 away, which because it's a waste product. Um, so you might be wondering, why can't O2 just come in through the skin? Why does it need to be the like lungs specifically? And it's, um, first of all, we don't have a big enough surface area to um, volume ratio, uh, to, like meaning we don't have enough surface area to fill our bodies with enough oxygen to support life. Uh, second of all, the air sacs that um, air does diffuse through has essentially like a tennis court's worth of surface area with a tiny volume. So like stuff diffuses really quickly. It's just super efficient. And also like if skin did have a bunch of holes for oxygen, it would be like a really, really bad barrier.